Welcome to Become a Media Maven. I am your host, former TV reporter and anchor turned owner of a PR agency, Christina Nicholson. And before I tell you what is on my not to-do list, I want to share something that I sent out in my newsletter. If you are not on my newsletter yet, you are missing out. Every Thursday morning, I send out tips, tricks, strategies, all kinds of amazing insight and tidbits into how you could earn more media exposure without spending money on ads. And then every once in a while, there's a book recommendation or two in there. So I wanted to share something with you if you are not on the newsletter, and that is that I have added another way for you to get into my media mentoring program for less. So I have always had the media mentoring program with ongoing support. It is that private support community with the online course because as you know, I'm a big fan of having somebody to talk to while I execute what is in a program or a mastermind, whatever it is, whatever I'm learning. I want a place to go to ask questions from that creator or that person who is guiding me themselves. However, some people may not want that. So I added an additional portion of the media mentoring program without that ongoing support. So it's always been $9.97, but I am now selling the online course only with all of the bonuses for just $4.97. Now for $4.97, you do not get that private support community, but you will get the online course and all of the bonuses If after you start to execute, you want some support, you can upgrade anytime. You just shoot me an email, you pay that extra portion, and you get into the private support community. And you're in there as long as it exists, okay? It's a pretty good deal. So if you want to jump in there, just head to MediaMentoringProgram.com, and then you can scroll down to the bottom, and you can see those two options, the online course and bonuses only, or the online course with bonuses, and that private support community. Okay, now let's get into it. Here are five things that are on my not to-do list. I love being productive and efficient, and sometimes I believe a not to-do list can help you get just as much done, if not more done. So You have your traditional to-do list. I love a to-do list. I always have a to-do list every single day. And I love crossing these things off or checking them off. And that is a list of your tasks and your obligations that tell you what you need to do. But a lot of times we do some things that we should not be doing. We agree to things we should not be agreeing to. And they are turning into not only a time suck, but they're sucking money out of our business because... We are not identifying and eliminating these non-essential or unproductive activities. You need to clearly define what activities you should be avoiding or minimizing. And this helps you set boundaries and stay focused on the most critical tasks. I don't know what the the name of this rule is, but it's the 80-20 rule where 20% of what you do brings in 80% of the results and vice versa, okay, this is only going to help you get more results. And this approach, it prevents wasted time and energy on distractions, unimportant commitments, or just counterproductive habits. And then by consciously avoiding these activities, 
You give yourself more time and more energy towards those meaningful things, those high priority things that you should be doing that will contribute to your goals and overall success. So let's maximize productivity and efficiency. I'm going to get you started. Maybe these apply to you, maybe not, but these are five things. I could have made it longer, but these five things in my business, in my life period, are key. Number one, I do not answer calls from unrecognized phone numbers. I do have an app on my phone that tells me if something is a spam call, but even if it doesn't say that, I still don't answer the call from an unrecognized number. The only time I may do this if is if I know I'm expecting a call from somebody, like a doctor's office or if my kids are at summer camp and I don't have that phone number programmed in my phone. But most of the time, I'm not going to answer phone calls because it's a lot of people who want to have a conversation I don't want to have or it is from somebody trying to sell me something or from somebody trying to get me to donate something. And honestly, my phone is on vibrate all the time. I don't know the last time I've had my ringer on. That is how much I don't like to answer calls from unrecognized phone numbers. Number two, I do not agree to meetings or calls with no clear agenda or end time. I had a part-time job a couple of years ago at a nonprofit organization in Palm Beach. They loved meetings. They had meetings for the sake of having meetings. I remember a couple of times I was on these meetings. They would spend an hour and then at the end of it, oh, Christina, we didn't get to you. Like they totally forgot I was on the call because I was just sitting there with nothing to say. And then when I would say something, what I would say would take up less than 60 seconds, and then we would move on. Like, there are tons of businesses, and I find that the kinds of businesses who love meetings are the ones where they have bigger teams, and I feel like maybe they just need a meeting to feel like they're being productive, or they're not as efficient or well-versed in time management as they could be. But I would say nine out of the 10 meetings that I have attended in the last eight years of my business have been a time suck. I don't have meetings at Media Maven. I used to. I thought maybe we should have a monthly meeting to check in. And then we did and nobody had anything to say. Because you know why? When we have something to say, we're emailing it, we're voxing it, we're slacking it. A standing meeting where you have nothing to say, but you're just having a meeting for the sake of a meeting. And I will say this is hard to do, especially when you have clients who like meetings. So that is when I say, what is the goal of this meeting? What is the agenda? And how long is it? Because sometimes if they tell you the goal or the agenda, I can I can solve that problem and get rid of that meeting with one email. I recently had this with a partner of mine. I have a client. The client works with another marketing agency. So we work with that marketing agency by default. They wanted to get on a call or have a meeting to discuss something. And I said, okay, well, we don't need to do that. Here's an email. Here's the answers to all of your questions, which by the way, we've gone through this twice before. So no need for a meeting because it's a waste of my time and I don't have time to waste. 
Number three, very similar. I do not hop on a call to talk about how we can work together. Instead, I send people to a form, mediamavenandmore.com slash work dash together. I will link to that in the show notes of this episode so you can see what I ask people before I agree to hop on a call. Because again, nine times out of 10, people who fill out this form, they do not have a budget to become an agency client. If you do not have a budget to become an agency client, I'm going to send you to my media mentoring program. I do not need to get on a call with you to talk about what is in the media mentoring program because I paid a wonderful woman named Mackenzie Matter to put together my very comprehensive page on what is in the program and what the next steps are to join. So that is another way. I don't just save my time, but I save your time. If you don't have a budget to become an agency client or your goals are not in alignment with what we do at our agency, then it will be a waste of our time to hop on a call. I use hop on a call in air quotes. So let's just talk about what you need and how I can help you first. And I'm not going to get on a call with you to try to sell you into my 997 media mentoring program because that is at a price point where a call is not warranted. If you want to hop on a call to talk about it, you're probably not ready to invest 997 into your business if you're that scared or weary about investing that much money into your business after you see the very comprehensive sales page. Now, I will talk to you. You want to send me an email? Great. You want to send me an Instagram DM, a voice message? Perfect. I will get back to you. But I'm not going to slot time into my Google Calendar to talk about you becoming a client if I don't know what your goals are and what your budget is. This is a little pre-work to save both of us time. Number four, I do not check my email constantly. I like to batch and check at set times only. I did something a few years ago. It's probably five years ago now. I turned off the notifications of my email on my phone. So you know the little number that pops up on your email icon on your phone? Whenever I would see a number there, I'm OCD like this. Like I would have to get in there and do what I had to do to get that number to go away. I am not exaggerating when I tell you turning off your email notifications and social media notifications. I don't have those either. I have zero notifications. The only notifications I have are Slack and Voxer. And that's because I'm not inundated with stuff on Slack and Voxer. Like I know if I get a Slack or a Vox, I know it's relevant to me at that time. I know it's not a random email or social media notification. Turn those notifications off. They are life-changing. And don't leave a window open on your laptop of your email. You will be shocked at how much faster you can get through your inbox when you check it two to three times a day. Don't check it in the morning because you don't want your inbox to be your to-do list. Because then you're just doing what other people tell you to do. You have your own to-do list. Don't let your inbox be your to-do list. Instead, check it in the afternoon, check it mid-afternoon, and check it before you clock out for the day. And that is it. Don't leave it open. Turn your notifications off. And you will be shocked, again, at how fast you get through that inbox. Okay? I don't check it constantly. I batch. I check it at set times only. 
Finally, number five, this is a big one. I do not deal with back and forth about feelings. This is business. I know that sounds heartless. I am not a heartless person, but I don't like people being overly sensitive in business or in emails. I think there has been one time when I was, I won't say offended by an email, but I was like, okay, that woman's a bitch. I'm not working with her anymore because of an email. And it was because she used all caps, she used profanity, and she used exclamation points. Like, I believe her exact sentence was, what the fuck is this? In all capitals with with exclamation points. Now, I'm a big believer that there's no tone in email. You should read every email with a Minnie Mouse voice so you don't get offended. I mean, I don't have to do that, but some people have to do that. But this one, I sensed some tone. And this was a back and forth of emails for a few days. And that is the only time that I felt feelings in an email. But just in business in general, when people get their feelings hurt about little things, or when people are honestly, I mean, I've had, I mentioned that part-time role that I had for the nonprofit. The, the, the woman who runs the organization, I think there was a bit of an, an ego in there. And some people, not some people, a lot of people, they move their way up in businesses and organizations and it makes them feel more important to talk down to people or to speak like they're better because maybe they're in a higher position. Their title is more impressive than your title. And so they just feel like they can get away with not being nice and not being respectful. I don't deal with that shit. Like if you're not going to be nice to me or you're not going to be respectful to me, then I'm going to call it out. I'm not going to deal with back and forth about feelings and business. You're not my boyfriend. You're not my child. We're not going to talk about feelings. I'm not a therapist. We're going to come in. We're going to get the work done. If there's a problem, we're going to solve it. And then we're going to move on. I feel like there's so much sensitivity in business. And it's like, let's just do our shit and go home. So that's just something I don't deal with anymore. I used to deal with it. I don't deal with it anymore. So those are my five things on my not-to-do list. I would love to hear what is on your not-to-do list. Let me recap. Number one, I don't answer calls from unrecognized phone numbers. Number two, I do not agree to meetings or calls with no clear agenda or end time. Number three, I do not hop on a call to talk about how we can work together. Instead, I send people to my online forum. Tell me what you want. Tell me what your budget is. We'll go from there. Number four, I do not check my email constantly. Instead, I batch and I check at set times only. And number five, I do not deal with back and forth about feelings in business. Those are the five things on my not-to-do list. Again, hit me up on social media. I am at Christina All Day. Let me know what is on your not-to-do list or if you are starting a not-to-do list today. Let's hear what's on it. And remember, in the show notes, I am linking to that online form if you want to borrow it, check it out, make some changes for your own business to save yourself some time. There you go. And then don't forget, I am also sharing a link to join my newsletter. If you're not already on my newsletter, I share new things, not on this podcast, different things every Thursday morning. 
Thank you so much. I will see you again here next week on Become a Medium Maven.